The Captain Talk Flicks. The Captain Talks Flicks. The Captain Talks Flicks. The Captain Talks Flicks. Movies, TV, sports, flicks. The Captain Talks Flicks. The Captain Talks Flicks. The Captain Talks Flicks. Movies, TV, sports, flicks. Welcome to the Captain Talk Flicks Podcast. I'm your host, the Captain Cortez, and this is where we talk flicks. I work on the podcast, the podcast, and me, the Captain, talks about movies, TV, sports, flicks, anything you can see on a two point screen. I to get on here and give my unique perspective because after. 44 years of being on planet Earth, I have developed a unique perspective about these movie, TV, sports, and flicks. And I'd like to get on here and tell you, because I was thinking, hey, maybe somebody cares. Maybe somebody cares what I got to say. It is possible that you are into what I'm talking about. And if you are, I appreciate that greatly. Thank you very much. Gratitude. And um, this is the podcast, like I said, where I talk about flicks. And if you've been here before, you know what to expect. If you're brand new, I just told you what I do. So, right? So, and a couple things about myself before we move on with the podcast. Um, Back in the day, I went to school to be a radio DJ, but I never got a job being a radio DJ. I had dreams and aspirations to spin records or cassettes or CDs and play music for you and talk for you. But I just could never reach that goal. So now in 2020, I do podcasts. And one additional thing, I may be the greatest podcaster in the multiverse i'm pretty sure it's true but it may not be but i'm just gonna think it is so yeah so i am the greatest podcast in multiverse possibly maybe i am no i am <laughs> anyways uh thanks for joining me this is episode 218 let's not waste more time uh, rambling and talking let's get ready to the podcast but first a word from our sponsors when i was a young man uh, no it's not true it's not true i wasn't a young man when I was an older young man, when I was more of a like teenager high school guy, probably high school guy, I'm thinking high school, late, late high school guy, I kind of wanted to be a space captain. It was kind of like, I, I would watch Star Trek and I would think, man, it'd be so cool to be a space captain. It just seemed, you know, or even, even, um, you know, even now, like watch uh, like Firefly and, and all the shows in space with the guy captains the ships. Like, yeah, I wouldn't mind being a space captain, you know what I mean? And so, um, yeah. Unfortunately, I won't probably be able to be a space captain. Although I think I am a space captain. But anyways, if you're like me and you want to be a space captain, we got a travel mug over at the Existing Fictions Hazel store that says Space Captain right on it. So if you ever wanted to be a space captain and you want to tell the world that you want to be a space captain, we have a travel mug over at the Existing Fictions Hazel store. You can put your coffee in there, your milk, your tea, your water, your pop. I shouldn't say pop. I know people drink it. I'm not the pop, but I know people do drink pop. Your pop, your Kool-Aid. People still drink Kool-Aid. Your, your lemon, whatever, your smoothie, whatever. You put it in the mug, uh, the uh, the travel mug that says Space Captain on it. So for the Existing Fictions Hazel store, I'll put, put the link below so you can get yourself a Space Captain travel mug. Yes, yeah, right over there. So, yep, it's down to the link below. And now, let's get on with the podcast. Episode 218. And you know what I'm going to talk about because I've been saying for the last five weeks. Only one thing is getting talked about in the podcast until until it's over. 
And I'm talking about Star Trek Picard. Star Trek Picard will be getting talked about every week until the series concludes. So I think we got like uh, like four more episodes after this week, I believe, left. So four more weeks of Star Trek Picard. And I might even talk about it after that. Who knows? We'll see what happens. But right now, this week, I'm going to talk about episode six of Star Trek Picard, which was called The Impossible Box. Now, The Impossible Box was an interesting interesting episode. I liked it. It's, it so, real quick. Every episode at this point is is it's been very interesting to me because I'm a huge star Jean-Luc Picard fan. It wouldn't matter what he's doing; he could just be watching Netflix for like all the episode, and I would enjoy it because Picard is the man. But anyways, the last five, the six episodes have been great. But this episode is is is, is fine as well. Like I said uh, before, I'm just gonna talk about the things that kind of stuck out to me. You know, the whole episode was great. I love everything about the episode. But there's key things when I was watching it that really stuck out to me. So so let me let me let me touch on those those key aspects, okay? But there's just, there was quite a bit in this episode that kind of resonated with me, right? The first thing I want to talk about is that we we explored in this episode, like you know, uh, Jean Jean Luc Picard. You know, uh, facing that he was assimilated once again. And I, I suspect that maybe after all these years, he never really fully dealt with the trauma of being um, assimilated by the board. I mean, maybe he was just moving too fast and, and living too fast and, and just, just always on to the next project, on to this and, you know, doing this and doing that, staying busy with work. That he never really got to confront that head on in, a, in, a, in a, the way he did in this episode. Because in this episode, Jean-Luc Picard goes back to the Borg Cube. He had not set foot on a Borg Cube since he was abducted by Locutus. And somehow being in the space where the, 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 the trauma happened just brought all these emotions and feelings out of Picard. And in, this, in the show, you can see him showing that with with his his, his, his his body language of how he's feeling being back in the ship. I mean, I never really thought about it back in the day because I was a younger guy, right? But if you, you know, seeing, you know, I was like in my like teens, twenties when I saw, you know, the, the Borg on Star Trek and they were assimilating people. But I never really think the thought to think like, man, that has got to be a traumatic experience if it really happened to be assimilated and all those things done to the, to them, and then to come back from that and and be uh, you know uh, go, become human again and remove all the implants, all that like that has got to be some serious traumatic experience like like oh my gosh they even touched on that last last episode as well with uh with seven and nine and there was a moment with seven and nine that picard talked and like you know every day they're just trying to gain their humanity back like yeah that's like like being a borg is is like seriously traumatic like it just i never really thought about that like oh my gosh i mean wow so they explored that topic in the episode this was done really well and it seemed that Picard got on the on the ship and after the initial the sh- shock he kind of you know was 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 accepting and doing better with it as he as he as he moved around the ship and he had Hugh to guide him which is interesting enough because because Picard was the one that showed Hugh that he could be human again and now, now almost like huge turn in the favor. Like here, you're at the board. You're experiencing the trauma. Here, but, but he's like, there's a line. He says, "You're not Lacutus no more. You're a Jean Luc Picard." Like you know, uh, Hugh was comforting Picard, but Picard was comforting Hugh in the episode I Hugh way back in the day. So, so the the, the full circle and you know what I mean, the, 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 the circle of life. You know, with all that, right? It was it was great, man. That was, was great. This is fantastic. So yeah, it showed you know the trauma of the Borg and Picard dealing with that, and that, that was really that was really interesting part. On the, show, on the show and additionally there was other things that happened in the show and I'm going to move on to those right now um, the other thing I want to talk about was um, um, the, the Soji 
Okay, so Soji, Soji is the android, and she's Data's daughter. And like I told you in the previous podcast, that uh, that uh, that Romeo, the Romeo spy, was trying to get information from Soji. He's trying to get information from Soji, so he's slowly chipping away and working on Soji to to move her in a direction so he can get that information. Now on that journey, Soji finally came through because what well, real quick i don't know if i've said this or it's been told i'm going to say it. i don't think i explained it already or before but but the thing is with soji the android she doesn't know she's an android so she thinks she's a flesh and blood human being she doesn't even know so she's living life not knowing she's an android so in this particular episode they show soji becoming aware that something's not right something's weird something's happening she looks at all her pictures she's looking at all her things and possessions and and thinking back and weird things like what hey i made what's going on there's something weird going on here i something's something's happening i'm i'm not sure but 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 she's she's starting to discover that she's She's a thin. She didn't know what to, she didn't know the name for, she didn't know, but she knew something was weird. And so she discovers that. Now, interesting enough, in this scene, when I saw it the first time, the second time, the first time I saw that, I'm like, for a moment there, I'm like, what if I'm a Sith? Oh my gosh, what if, what if my whole life was fabricated? Oh my gosh, what if I'm a Sith? For a moment, I was like, because she played it so well, and I felt the emotions, I'm like, man, I'm, <laughs> it was it was interesting. For a moment, like, what if I'm a, what if I'm a Sith? Oh my gosh, because she was she was so well acted that scene. And I could feel the you know I told you you see on the screen you feel it. I was feeling that man. She's she's fantastic. It's fantastic acting. Actually, the whole cast is, is great at acting. I was was watching today thinking, God, these guys act fantastically. I can just feel. I can just feel. I can feel it when they're acting, right? But anyway, she discovers she's she's, she's on the path. Discovers she's a Sith, and she's looking around. She's like, Oh my, and figuring it all out. And then I'm like, What if I'm a Sith? So that was great, man. That's great scenes. Great that she was finally discovering who she really was. And I want to talk about that. That was a very interesting. I like that aspect of the show. And um, uh, one, another thing I want to talk about is that uh, I think one of my favorite characters in the series so far, besides Young Picard, is my boy Elnor. Elnor is the man. I love Elnor. He's so dope. Now, Elnor, if you haven't seen the show, was the guy that kind of looks like the dude from Lord of the Rings. He's a young guy, tall, thin, long hair, carries a sword, right? And, and for some reason, these, these whole, these all these five, these six episodes, I've been drawn to him, and I just like him a lot. I'm thinking, you know, why, why is that? Because certain characters, I, 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 I told you that, uh, that I really... Uh, grow fond of right and then and i told you i told you over the podcast of certain ones because i can relate to them more and i'm thinking well, what what do i have in common with this with this this guy elnor do i have anything in common with him and i thought about today i was like yeah there is something that we have that, that that's kind of common to us i believe that to date elnor is the closest to a samurai in the star trek universe so elnor it's very similar to a samurai from Bayoji from Japan back in the day, samurai from back in the day. And if you know the captain, you know the captain loves samurai. I love samurai. I've been obsessed with samurai for like 15, 20 years now. Love samurai. And Elnor is basically a space samurai. He adheres to a code of ethics. He's a warrior trained. He's a warrior trained in warrior skills. He even has the look 
I mean, his clothes kind of look samurai-ish. His hairstyle kind of looks samurai-ish. His, his weapon is a sword. Elnor is basically a space samurai. And the reason I love Elnor so much is because he is, because that's why. It, he's, he's great. He's very quotable. He's so quotable, man. He, he's, he's fantastic. He's a young man. Like, oh, I mean, he's, he's, I just love that dude. It, it seems like they don't have a whole lot of scenes. There's a little bit of the scene. I would like to see more scenes with Elnor. He's great. You know, the, with the, uh, the uh, the quote he says is you know choose to live that's <laughs> a great quote he's so awesome I love Elnor dude one of my favorite characters of the show they're all cool man but Elnor just kind of be an Elnor be right here man because if I could be somebody in that cast I would be Elnor I'd love to be a space samurai so dope man Elnor so he's so awesome man and of course he's like uh Picard and he and he's like a son to Picard that's me I'm like a son to Picard it's so great man I love, love it. Yeah, so the other thing I want to talk about from the show that, that really stuck out to me and found very interesting was that we discovered today, or today, <laughs> we discovered in this episode that the Romulans practice med- meditation. Yeah, and it's called the Zalmok. I may not pronounce that properly, you know, I'm bad with languages. But anyways, the Romulans uh, meditate, they practice meditation, and it's called the Zalmok. And um, in this episode, we got to see the space where they do the meditation. And once they entered that room, because just for FYI, I meditate, right? I do meditation. I do, you know, I do various ways of meditation and, and various places. And I love meditation. It, it, it really helps center me and helps me perform well in the world. The world. Just, it's, it's great. Meditation is great. But this is not about meditation. I'm not going to go into a rant about it. But I love it anyways. And then, so seeing that the Romans do meditation and then seeing how they do it and where they do it. It was so awesome. So they do, like I said, they do. It's called the Zalmak. As I might not pronounce that properly. And, and they go in this room. It's like a room. They go in the room. And on the floor, there's like a like a maze, like a, like a path, a maze. And there's candles all over the place. And so it, there's like four stages as you walk this path on the on the floor. There, you follow the path. There's four different places, and you do different things. But basically, the basics of it is you walk in this path, and then you meditate as you're walking the path. So kind of like a walking meditation that we do here on planet Earth. But the, but the atmosphere in the room the way it looked and just everything about it was like as someone that meditates that does meditation I'm like I would love to meditate do meditation in that, that space I was like it was so awesome the, the, the fact that that, that that room just looked so dope like I'm watching like man I would love to do meditation in there it was great man and as someone the scene they show Soji would have told you the android daughter she was meditation doing meditation because they're trying to get some information from her so you know clearing the mind that you that you, that you go into your mind and then finally figure things out it, it, it's true that that's true it does work a while back I lost my keys right and I just kind of got into meditation mode and then and, and searched my mind and all of a sudden it's like yep that's where they're at you know what I'm saying? Just, they, they kind of what she was doing with the meditation of walking. I did that in real life. <laughs> you know, because it, it works. It really does work. So this was another great scene. I love seeing that 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 the meditation room and the, the, the ramen. What's really interesting about the series is that we get to see all these different uh, traditions, aspects, and and, and uh, cultural things that, that, that from the different uh, races and, and uh, Star Trek characters it, 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 that's one of the greatest the great things I like about Star Trek is you can explore I said in the last podcast maybe one before that we get to see these other cultural uh, activities that they do that are so different from what I, what I, where I'm at you know I'm in the Midwest and there's a certain lifestyle that happens in the Midwest and a lot of these things on Star Trek and they do these from these different cultures of you know through all the series is way different than what I was brought up on way different ideologies and, and 
thoughts on philosophies on things on life and doing different things practicing things it's uh yeah it's, it's great it, i just love seeing that track it's my favorite things about track is seeing those things and the fact that the writers sitting there at a room and they come up with these things i know they draw from you know they draw from inspiration from probably earth type stuff but it's great how they put it together i love it like the ramen to be honest with you the romans were not i wasn't really that interested in the romans prior to this 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 regard i didn't find them very interesting as a race at all they, to me they weren't but Starship Picard has really made me more interested in the, the Romulans. The lore of the Romulans has been explored very well. The, the different aspects of Romulan culture and society is so interesting. I'm so interested in the Romulans now. I'd like to see more about Romulans in the future, maybe. They're, they're very interesting characters. They're really doing a... They're adding to the, to the lore of the Romulans really well. I love it. It's so great. So there's one more thing I want to talk about before I sign off. And, uh, you know, I've, I've came on here. I've talked about Starship Picard. This is the sixth time. And I've told you I really like the show. I'm a fan of the show. And it's it's good. I like it. I mean, I'm very sad. I'm very happy with it. But I do know there's a school of people out there in school. There's, a group, there's people out there that just not feeling Star Trek Picard. They're not into it. I've heard the, some grumblings in real life and, and on the internet that people are just not, you know, into it. And yeah, it's, I'm just like, I'm just like, man, I mean, I think the big, the big gripe, but the big argument is that it's just... You know, Star Trek was great in the '90s. It's so great. That's that's the where I, that's where I start to, to watch it. It's where I became a fan of it. Like I said last podcast, I love all those shows. All those shows, I can turn them on right now. I'd be so satisfied to watch all of them. Deep Space Nine, Next Generation, you know, Voyager, um, even Enterprise, and even going back to TOS. I love TOS. I uh, love anime. The the animated series. I could watch all. It doesn't matter. Turn them on right now. Turn them. On, I'll be thoroughly entertained. You know what I mean? I turn any any episode, any of those. I'll be thoroughly entertained. And those were all done in a certain fashion. I love those, and they're fantastic. And it's great. It's not man, you know, you know, they're great. But you know, the thing is, like the ones that we got now, Discovery and uh, Picard, and the new ones that are coming up. You know, the short treks. They're not going to be like the old trek. I think some of the fandom are just not. They, they want it to be like Ultra, and, and, and you know, in 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 we just can't go backwards. You know I mean, you just—it's hard to redo what you already did in, in any discipline, any aspect, any any anything. I, I'll take I'll take MMA for example. Um, in MMA, um, back in the, with the early days in the '90s, the 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 martial arts were done in a particular way. You know, you go, you watch, the, and if you watch the fight, if you watch the fights over the years, you see that the the skills evolve when they train, and and basically you can't fight MMA in 2020 the way they did in 1990. You're just gonna get wrecked. A lot of those guys in the 90s, as tough as bad as they were, the skills just weren't as high level as these guys are now. And um, it's just, it's just, it's an evolve, it's a progression. It's just like uh, you just can't do the old stuff and get this, you get the the results of what you need in, in, in the present. You know what I mean? And um, I think that's with everything. You know what I mean? You just kind of keep evolving, growing, and how to build, build uh, adding on, building on to the last and to the, what you did before. And there, there, and I saw the the I saw the ready room with Will Wheaton and then Rod Roddenberry on there, and he said something that I've been thinking and agree with for the longest time for the for the last uh, you know last what uh, you know six seven years that basically like the, the the main thing that he that from Roddenberry's vision that he's really using to guide the, the track now in the future is the, the the idea of infinite diversity infinite combinations and I've been saying it all the time and I, and I use that to come to, to come to the acceptance of, of the Star Trek Abrams Kelvin universe because I'm sitting here to be honest when it first started I wasn't a big fan I was a little close-minded but now like 
in 2020, I realized that, you know, different Star Trek stories are not are going to look different. They're not all going to look the same. They're, you you might do it in this fashion or this fashion and this fashion, done in different ways. And just just kind of to, to grow the Star Trek universe, to grow and to be as big as the Marvel universe. Or we are probably already are, but just to be that, just to just just to grow, we got to do stories in different ways and different. Um, uh, Packaging, a different presentation, and, and the thing is, you might want it this way, but you know it's infinite diversity, infinite combinations. There's, it should be, we should be feel free to express Trek in in, in, in in a multitude of ways, as long as we try to stay true to uh, Roddenberry's core principles. And then that's where the argument comes up, where some people think, well, this is not adhering to, you know, Roddenberry's true vision. You know, you know what I mean? And um, and, and it's just unfortunate, man, because it, it, infinite diversity, infinite combinations, like accepted everything. Everything, you know what I mean? You know, the, the first season of Discovery, it wasn't, to me, the greatest. I've said that before. But season two really picked up. And even Star Trek, uh, The Next Generation, season one, was was not the greatest, you know what I mean? And that people were like, oh, man, it's The Next Generation. When it first came, if you remember this, when it first came out, uh, people were like, oh, my gosh, we don't like these bald, this bald-headed guy and these new guys. Oh, forget that. We like Kirk and TOS. But then it became, it became loved, and everyone loved it. And, you know, it's the same way. And, and even with Enterprise, when Enterprise first came out, I remember back in 2000, whenever it was, whenever it came out, everybody would say, oh, it's horrible, it sucks, they hated the theme song. Everybody thought it was horrible, right? Not everybody, a lot of people thought it was horrible, right? But now in 2020, we look back, and I talk to guys out in the, out in the world, and say, I just watched Enterprise. It was it was great, right? So you know when it first came out, it wasn't well received. But fast forward, everyone says how great it is, and that's kind of what we're going through now. Discovery came out, a little bit of hate. Uh, Picard came out, a little bit of hate. But fast forward 10, 15 years, people looking back and saying, "Oh, it's great." But when it first came out, you were saying it wasn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I don't. You know, it, it's maybe it's similar to that the way technology is with early adopters. You know what I mean? And that whole product cycle phase. And you got the early adopters, and you got the I can't remember the phases, but if you if you're familiar with that marketing or whatever it is, you know what I mean? It's like the early adopters, the blah blah blah, the blah blah blah, blah blah blah, blah and then finally at the bottom of the list, the people that just finally get on board. Maybe the the, the the shows go through that life cycle. The Trekkies go through it. So so I'm an early adopter when it comes to Trek. I'm I'm cool with it. I'm on it. But then you got the whatever they call them, and they jump on it like years from now i mean i don't know all i know is that starship picard is fantastic it's great i love the show it's dope man if you haven't seen it, i highly recommend you go out and see it don't believe the haters don't believe all that online it's really well done well written real you know real, real good some of the choices they've made the people have been questioning but you know it's their artistic vision and additionally last thing i'm gonna say is rod roddenberry is behind it uh executive producer uh, uh patrick stewart's executive producer frank's is delivering uh, directing episodes trek guys that are in trek that are in the know that are you know hardcore in the trek world family they're they're behind it so man it's dope so so go out watch it get cbs all access check it out so dope so dope i love it because what uh, i mean because i'm the captain the captain got it love <laughs> so anyway, that's what i want to talk about that this week this concludes the podcast well thanks for joining me and until next time we'll see you you are never really playing an opponent you're playing yourself your own high standards and when you reach your limits that is real joy arthur ash until next time it's captain peace the captain, the captain talks, talks. Flex. Flex. Flex.